Welcome to Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast, a podcast intended not just for parents or caregivers, but individuals seeking guidance around challenging behaviors or recurring and negative patterns in your life. Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast aims to have you asking, who am I parenting here, my child or myself? This podcast has a vision of you, the adult, stumbling upon a new relationship with the child you once were. Parenting is no easy task, but it doesn't have to be a burden. We are happy you are here. Welcome back to Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast. This is Julie, and today we are chatting and starting a three-part series with Lisa Price Maidens. And Lisa is an early childhood educator, and she is going to speak about her experience um, both personally and professionally. She is the mom of, oh my gosh, five kids and two grandchildren. And I say, oh my gosh, because I only have two kids. And I know how busy I am. Uh, And Lisa returned to school to get her ECE, Early Childhood Educator Certification, after she had her family. And um, so she talks, uh, it's such a great story because she talks about how um, she wanted to understand children more, uh, had attended some workshops and book clubs and realized this was a a passion of hers and trying to understand behaviors in a different way. Um, Was it really too keen on the whole? rewards and punishment uh, piece that was being taught at the time, um, which is such an old school way of parenting, and um, wasn't seeing results in using that style with a particular child that had her moving towards a curiosity and eventually meeting someone who she describes as an intuitive thinker. And um, this just like changed everything for, for Lisa. It rather than look at things as or looking at looking at professionals as giving her the answers she realized through this relationship with um with a professional that um it's not what you do it's how you do it and that she does have the answers as a parent um so that's part one she talks uh, about that um that process for her and then um yeah, we move into a part two and a part three. So stay tuned. Those will be released in the the following weeks. I'm still keeping with the um, twice a month publishing of the broadcast or of the uh, podcast. And just on a personal note, I need to take a break. And so um, this will be episode 29, 30 and 31 of my podcast. Um, I did have one scheduled that I need to come back to. So we might get a number 32 in season two of parenting hashtag parenting who podcast. Uh, and I think that's going to be it. And, um, it's after much thought and consideration that I've decided to take a break. I need to practice what I preach. I need to do the self-care piece and I've had a lot of shifts and changes in my life in the last year. And my practice and my responsibilities in my professional work has also changed. And so I'm feeling a little bit torn in too many directions and want to make sure that everything I do 
uh, everyone gets the best part of me. And so uh, I need to take some time. And unfortunately, the podcast is going to be podcast and social media actually are going to be two of the main things that are going to um, you'll see that I'm going to be silent uh, come March for probably a couple months. So we'll see how that goes. I've got some uh, help in terms of time management and really looking at what I'm doing and how I'm spending my time and making sure that I have that time to myself, uh, which is so incredibly important. And um, it's definitely my plan to come back to the podcast. I absolutely love doing it. I love chatting with people. I love getting the knowledge and information out there. And so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. So enjoy this episode with Lisa Price Maidens. And as always, please do share your comments. There is a link on julieclarktherapy.com to the podcast. And at the bottom is a link to iTunes. And you can uh, rate and review the podcast. There are uh, the click rating I think has five stars and you can click on um, what your thoughts are around um, the podcast and also give us your feedback. I definitely for the next season want to answer your questions and be able to direct the podcast to what your needs are as the listeners. And so please do leave a review and we'd appreciate hearing from you. Thanks very much. Enjoy. Hey, Lisa, thanks for joining me on hashtag Parenting Who podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're having another snowy day here in Ottawa. It's just been a kind of crazy week, hasn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, I'm actually kind of getting sick of the snow, to be honest, and it's only the end of January. (laughs) Well, it's the end of January when we're taping this, but it might not actually publish live until... uh, middle of February. But um, so today I'm really excited to chat with you, Lisa, because there is just so much richness to a conversation that I knew we could have. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. And so uh, I wondered, Lisa, if you would start out for the listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I'm a mother of five and I have two grandchildren and I'm an early childhood educator and right now I am running my own home child care. Cool. Um, I'm not sure what else you'd like to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well I'm curious because we talk a lot on hashtag parenting who podcast we talk a lot about how um, it's really I mean there's so many different avenues we can take Lisa and um, but we we talk a lot about um, how as adults and caregivers to little ones, we can be our best selves and what we can do. And so I'm imagining having five children and two grandchildren that, um, and, and with your ECE training, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you acquire that training while you had kids? Like, was that sort of something that you moved into early on, um, early on in your, in your work? Well, I think if I go like way back um, before I got my ECE or even did home daycare, I was at home. I had four kids at the time and my youngest son was, he was about 18 months old and we used to go uh, to a play group 
And I seen a lot of uh, home child care providers there. And I always love to work with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, hmm, I wonder, you know, if that would be interesting for me to get into because it was difficult to go out and work when you have four kids to put them in daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just happened to meet upon this woman who was having some trouble with this child. And that always intrigued me. Like, you know, I've always been sort of like, um, wanting to figure out why kids behave certain ways. So we got into this big conversation and um, she wanted to take a month off. So I said, well, you know, I'll take a little boy if it's okay with his mom. And so we met and everything. And um, I had this child for the month and the uh, childcare provider didn't want him back. <laughs> so his uh-huh. mom asked if I would take him. And that's sort of how I got into home daycare okay. is I, ended up keeping this child. And then another parent was, oh, I'm looking for home daycare. And it just sort of turned out from there that I started doing um, home childcare and realized how much I really loved it. And that my kids liked, you know, having other children um, over at the house. And it just kind of stemmed from from that point on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided that I would take a couple of courses. Um, I think it was through Algonquin at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just kind of led from there and I ended up running a, a successful home childcare business for mm, like maybe about um, five years before I decided I was going to actually get my uh, ECE. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, like when you say it started from there, that's, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that's like the organic way that your home daycare business started. And um, for those of you listening, Lisa and I do know each other personally. And so um, if it, I know that for other podcasts, I don't know the people personally, Um, not well, most of them, but I do know some of them. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't know that about you. And um, I, when you said I've always enjoyed being with kids, I definitely know that is one piece to you that I've always known. Uh, I just didn't quite know how the home daycare, I did know as well that you had children at home and there's an easy transition there to, to get some income. And then, you know, like you said, that your kids enjoyed having other kids come in too. And uh, so that was, that was kind of cool that it all just evolved into you finding your passion, which is again, what I was talking about, like, in this podcast, people following their passion, I think is the one thing that I um, really want to promote. And so you had four kids at this point. Is that what you said that you had four kids when you first started your home daycare? Yeah. Yeah. I had four kids uh, when I first started and then my youngest was born while I was uh, doing home daycare. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think it really stemmed into uh, like as well that it wasn't just about like doing home daycare and working with kids and setting up curriculums and stuff like that. For me, it really became understanding, like understanding children and why they behave the way they did. And that became a real passion of mine uh, where I really started attending a lot of different types of workshops and um, stuff like that, reading books, book clubs, um, because I just wanted to understand some of the behaviors because when you work with so many kids, you see how different kids are. 
Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to find different ways to figure out how to, you know, help uh, with certain behavior issues and um, sort of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that became that became more of why I wanted to become an early childhood educator because I I didn't at that time I just had high school. I would just say like I was you know I I was a layman didn't know really a whole lot except like being a parent of course you know a lot being a parent but mm-hmm. I mean if I was challenged in something that I may have thought of I, I wouldn't have the answer I didn't know how to meet a challenge someone would would give me about say a behavior mm-hmm. um, and so for me it was important to learn about that. Well and if I could just jump in right there and I think this is really important too is um there was some sort of like intuition that you had that there was learning to be had versus, no, this is who I am. This is how we do things. And that authoritarian sort of, you know, when this is what I say for you to do, this is what you need to do. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? There is a parent that is that, that, you know, I often say to people, um, you know, there was a time, a generation where that was just kind of how it was. And so it's not to blame or shame those parents at that time. It's just what was happening. You know, do as I say, do as I say. Well, there's some saying, I can't think of it, what it is right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at those. I don't know why I try and say those. Um, but just that authority, we call it authoritarian. It's kind of like you imagine, you know, standing over the child, yes. waving the finger. And it's like, I told you to go do this. Now, having said that, I'm a parent as well. And there are times where I divert back to the way that I was parented, which was very much that way. Um, but I think that I love that you had this like intuition, this curiosity that was that that you needed to or wanted to learn more and um, that there was more to learn. And I think that that's a big message to, to highlight here. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, is like when you talk about authoritarian parenting is that when I was parenting my own children, you know, I was having some difficulty uh, with my one son who has ADHD mm-hmm. and I was going to like a lot of different workshops And they were actually giving me a lot of the advice, like not on authoritarian parenting, because, you know, we learned about the different types of parenting, but more on um, rewards and punishment. Right. And I tended to use like a lot of rewards and a lot of um, punishments or consequences. I I don't like the word punishment, but I would say consequences, giving consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I went to um, a particular workshop um, with another friend of ours and colleague as well, uh, where my eyes really opened up and I thought, oh my goodness, um, I'm doing this all wrong. Like, I don't really like to use the word wrong neither, but I, I felt I was mm-hmm. because I wasn't seeing the results uh, that I should be seeing. I was actually seeing more uh, defiant behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's and, you're talking, um, Lisa. it wasn't really until I got into a lot of attachment work where yeah. So you're talking yeah, like, when you, let me just clarify, when you say I wasn't seeing the results, you mean with respect to the advice you were being taught or given around rewards and consequences. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And especially with this particular child, mm-hmm. I was, I was actually seeing um, more behavior mm-hmm. that, you know, the, instead of seeing the behavior that 
you know, I wanted to see that should have resulted from the consequences or the rewards. Mm-hmm. I was seeing the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And so something was telling me this, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really feeling like quite defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this knowledge that I was starting to gain with understanding um, children's behavior, it was leaving me baffled. Like, why am I not seeing any results, especially mm-hmm. for this particular child? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, when I started to learn and uh, do some attachment work, that really changed my thinking and parenting all and um especially how I ran my daycare and my whole philosophy behind my daycare Mm -hmm. uh, really changed that because even in my daycare at that time, a lot of, uh, it was a lot of rewards like, uh, you know, if you go in the potty, you're going to get a sticker, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were starting to say also that there was a colleague, another colleague of ours, um, and Darlene, I think is who you're talking about, correct? Yes. Yeah. So she introduced you, and I'll just mention this now for the listeners, because uh, I, I will caution you all, this will be talked about <laughs> throughout our mm-hmm. podcasting uh, with Lisa, uh, is the work of Dr. Gordon Newfeld, And that's the attachment work that you just referred to, correct? Yes. And I think it was even before uh, Gordon's work, she- she was doing some workshops, but what she was saying in her workshops, and even though she was introducing different people and it wasn't even necessarily on attachment at, at this time, she just had this very intuitive thinking uh, before she was even introduced yes. to Newfelt's work yeah. um, on um, having your children um, learn from the inside out instead of the outside in mm-hmm. is more how I would you know state it mm-hmm. is that instead of always from the outside in you're you got to look for what's coming from the inside out mm-hmm. and she did a couple of like different uh, um like book club type uh I think we did one together yeah I think um, we might have did one together yeah yeah coming and, back to me <laughs> you know and then yeah, yeah. So, and then eventually we had she had done um, Gordon's first book, I think. Hold on to your kid. Mm-hmm. That's the one we did. And that actually was super controversial. Back then. Yeah, because oh, you're talking that that must have been 15 years ago or probably. 14 years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was very controversial. Like at the beginning, we had about 20 people that was at this book club and only about 10 people came back mm. because what, what the was the controversy? The book kind of, the controversy was people were thinking at the beginning of his book, he talks a lot about um, people like women, not necessarily women, but parents going out to work um, and just parenting in general. Uh-huh. And a lot of people's feathers were sort of ruffled thinking he meant, well, then you can't go to work and you must stay home with your kids. Oh, and, okay. Um, your, your kids shouldn't go to daycare. Daycare is bad. Your kids shouldn't go to kindergarten. Kindergarten's bad. But that's not what he's saying at all. 
he was just sort of, you know, giving a general idea of where some attachment issues can take place. Mm. But it doesn't mean that there's not something we can do about it. Like mm. just because your child's going here doesn't mean that they're going to have attachment issues, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, even I remember going, what, what is he talking about? Mm. You know? And, and thank goodness I gave it time <laughs> and got into that second chapter because mm-hmm. I may have been, you know, one of those parents or teach because there was a, there was childcare providers, there was teachers, there was an array of people there. Mm-hmm. And I could have been one of those people who sort of missed out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, very, Oh yeah. Very educational information. Yeah. yeah. I seem to really like, um, like it really sunk into me, like what he was saying, not just for my parenting, mm-hmm. but for myself as a person and how I was parented. It mm-hmm. actually made me understand myself, uh, his mm-hmm. work and why. And it made me understand, um, my oldest son, because, you know, I was a teenage mom mm-hmm. when I first had him. So I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It really made me understand him and why some of the things he did, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of the ways that even in his thinking today, mm-hmm. uh, part of my parenting that um, that I could see was affected by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa, I wanted to circle back to something that you just said. Um, and again, it was me wanting to highlight this. Oh, I know what it was. It was the parents trusting their own instincts and how we second guess that, you know, like you were saying something was telling you that what you were doing, the consequences and rewards wasn't working. And you said like it was leaving you baffled. And so you had this intuition, you sought out this, you know, these resources, you were actually integrating and applying them to your parenting as well as your daycare kids, but you weren't seeing the results. Now, it was specific to one child, you say, but at the same time, it was like, okay, you taking a step back and going, but wait a second, something's not working here. I think as parents and listeners, people who are listening, it's important to remember that we do have that intuition as parents who are and caregivers who are parenting these, these children um, and these youth. And we don't want to get caught up in the mass media. We don't want to get caught up in the, you know, what other parents are doing that overrides what our intuition is telling us. And so I think for me as a therapist, that's where I would want to say like that is if you're noticing some conflict there, that would be a cue that you want to go seek the services of and some guidance from someone uh, who works with kids and get some professional assistance. And so. I mean, you were doing that all along, like you had this intuition to seek it out, you were getting this information. Um, Even, you know, there was something that that maybe drew you to Darlene's book club, the information from Dr. Gordon Neufeld and the book in particular, Hold On to Your Kids, still something drove you to read that second chapter. And so that it was almost like the information, like you said, sort of taught you about you, but maybe that only came after after you got past the second chapter. It's just curious that you kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it really started to resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I was really frustrated because I felt that the parenting that I was doing, when I would go back to whatever professionals I was working with and saying, this isn't working for me, they would challenge me on, mm-hmm. well, what are you doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You must be doing something wrong if it's not working. 
and they were making me feel like I was, I was doing something wrong, but my intuitive self was telling me, no, that what you, what you are doing is wrong. Like what they are telling you to do, is not right, especially for this child. It is not working for this child, but I didn't have like a, you know, a PhD or some degree <laughs> to sort of back me up. Like I didn't have the language mm-hmm. to explain myself to them. I would just stumble upon words and then I, I, you know, I'd feel like, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. But inside of me, I felt so strongly. And I think that's what pushed me to um, like continue um, with the book and mm. to work with Darlene because she's just amazing to talk to. Like, if you're not understanding something, she would take the time to explain it. She would help you find the language. And if she didn't know something, she would never act like she knew something. Mm-hmm. She would just be like, you know, I'm, that was really interesting. And I'm going to get back to you on that. And I love that part of about mm-hmm. her. And she would, mm-hmm. she would always try to get back to a part that <clears throat> she may not have understood, mm-hmm. like about my own child. Like mm-hmm. I would explain to her what was going on. Mm-hmm. And to me, that Again, it's all about relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So she was forming this relationship with me where I was trusting her, which is so important. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to uh, work together sort of as a team to try to figure this all out, what was happening mm-hmm. um, with my child. She was helping me figure out. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't giving me the answers, but no. she was helping me find the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's where the difference comes in. It's like a lot of times in parenting, we want someone to give us the answers, tell mm-hmm. us what to do. What do we do? And it's not what you do or, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's sort of how you do it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the relationship to yeah. the person that you're working. Yeah. You talked exactly. about the relationship. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic, Lisa. And this has been really rich and great information. And it is our intention for those listeners, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we are going to do a bit of a series with Lisa. And so I think that I'd like to just wrap it up uh, there for today, Lisa. Uh, and the relationship piece, again, is really, really rich. And I think that uh, working towards that in our second podcast would be a really great first start. How does that sound? Sounds great. Okay. Thanks for being here, Lisa. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that information provided in this podcast is not therapy and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed or regulated healthcare professional. For more information on this episode and links discussed here today, please see the show notes. Please also visit my website, which includes more resources and social media links, as well as ways of getting in touch with me at julieclarktherapy.com.